What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the latest episode of The Abby Khan Show. I have the absolute pleasure of introducing Ella Maloney-Cook. She is an NLP practitioner, a woman empowerment coach. She has set up many successful businesses, so much so that she'd be doing it since she was 16. She is an investor, an incredibly kind person, which you're about to find out for yourselves, and she drops a ton of knowledge bombs in today's episode. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Ella Maloney-Cook. You're listening to The Abby Khan Show, a podcast that inspires people to achieve what they once believed was impossible. My name's Abby Khan. I'm an actor, health and fitness coach, and it is my mission to connect with interesting people, share their stories, find out how they optimize their lives for success, and how you can do the same. Ellen Maloney-Cook, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. All the way from sunny Gold Coast slash San Francisco. How is the <laughs> the weather over there in San Fran? The weather here in San Fran, as you can see, the sun is rising. Um, but in the Gold Coast, it's a beautiful blue sky day. Excellent. We couldn't ask for more. So for the people that may not know who you are, can you just give us a bit of a highlight reel on who you are and what you do? Yeah, definitely. Um well, I am an NLP practitioner, so that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, um, which I like to say is like pretty much what Tony Robbins does, but we're like a more chiller version. Um, so I'm a woman empowerment coach, and then I also own a business, Activate You, which was traditionally a retreats-based company, and then in the last four months, I've shifted into an e-commerce brand. And what else? Oh, I guess... I also like to say I'm an investor because I started my investment portfolio when I was 19 and it's been a really big passion of mine to help other people in the fitness and wellness industry to be able to create an extra source of income. So instead of creating obviously in personal training and stuff like that, you're exchanging time for money. So I want to help people be able to make money while they're asleep. And how fantastic is that, being able to wake up to some nice cash in your bank account, and it's a great start to the day. That is a great start to the day, 100%. So I'm interested in why the NLP path? So why did you go into that mindset development sort of side of things? Was that always a passion of yours, or is it something that happened that you've decided to go into that to help yourself, help others? What was the reason for starting that journey? interesting upbringing my parents were quite different like they lived my dad's a professional punter my mom was just a wild party animal um and I grew up like when I transitioned into my adult years I just had a few bits and pieces that I was triggered by that I really wasn't happy with I wasn't happy with my behavior as an adult um and I got told at a really young age that I had bad behavior um, and so that kind of this limiting belief stuck with me and because I was a high school drop, dropout. I had this belief that I couldn't be successful unless, you know, I had done that and so on and so forth. So when I started my first big company at 19, um, I drove straight into retreats, the hardest, like without a database, like I picked the hardest thing, but that's what I had passion for was I was 19. I love to travel and I love to be fit. So I was like, why not combine these together? That sounds fun. Little did I know it was the hardest company that I ever like. Oh my God, it was just intense. 
Um, and then I realized that my personal life was coming into my business. And I was like, okay, I kind of had a breakdown at 20 years old. I was planning this huge retreat in Thailand. And I was like, I can't go on to this retreat and not be 100% authentic and happy with who I was. So I knew I had to go down that self-development path and really figure out, you know, my trauma and like change that because I feel like it's our responsibility, even though, yes, you can blame your parents to the sun comes down. It's our responsibility to change that for ourselves. Now, I couldn't agree more. I think so often that people blame the world for their own problems, whereas we can take control of that. We can empower ourselves as, as you do, do that through NLP to take control of our lives and actually take it in a different direction rather than dwelling with what we're suffering with at that particular time. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. So we, we go into the retreat, we go into that business, and then wh where does the, the path go next? How does, how does the empowerment mindset side of things come into play? Yeah, so I pretty much had this like 20 minute discovery call with my coach, who's an NLP coach, Blake. And I was not an emotional person back then, but I burst into tears. And it was just a mixture of business, life, relationships, a sense of being alone in this world. I've always kind of felt that way growing up. And then he just understood me more than anyone had in my entire life, more than my parents understand me. And I was like, I don't know what you're offering, but I want in. And so he had a 12-week program that was around self-development. And I, it just changed my life forever. Like I just, I was like, I just became obsessed. And even though at the start I was, I was in Vegas and I was on this 12 week program and I was, you know, it was all on zoom and the, from the moment I'd started to the, to the moment I finished that 12 week program, I'd been to America. I went to Vegas. I did a month retreat in Bali. And then at the end, I finally felt ready to go to Thailand and actually be present and be authentic to know that I've like worked through my shit. Not saying that you can do it in 12 weeks, but fuck, like it was, it was a big transformation for me. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about authenticity, it actually leads nicely into the, the question that I have for you was when we're creating a, a brand in such a competitive market as the health and fitness industry is, how do you think about being authentic and how do you actually take the action into being authentic? Cause I'd assume especially as you're starting to rise the way you have, that there's so many, I guess, obstacles along the way and so many sort of, you know, people dangling a carrot or people sort of saying, hey, go down this path. This is the way you should sort of do it. But how do you stay authentic with that happening? I believe that I probably only feel like I've come into my authentic self the last four months if I'm like really honest. And I think that what it was, was it was stripping back for me the external validation and also society's expectations because <clears throat> we get conditioned so harshly from such a young age. And especially I grew up with social media and I realized it was who are the people I was surrounding myself with weren't authentic. And then I also was like, how do I want to show up in this world and how do I want to express myself and I, I realized that just stopping caring about what other people thought and aligning myself with my true values really helped me to become authentic and I think it was going to COVID and it was like that was the greatest thing that I because I really had that time to like self-reflect you know 
look back on my journey and was like, was I authentic then? No, I wasn't. And, you know, it doesn't feel good because you're, you're putting these masks on um, that is pretty much like layers of makeup and you're like faking it till you make it. And I was just like, you know what? I started crying on my Instagram. I started expressing myself in like way that traditionally you shouldn't express yourself on social media. But I felt like people reached out and like, dude, are you okay? And I was like, you know what? These women that follow me, very small percentage at that time, um, they need to see that, you know, this is a highlight reel and I'm not, I'm over it. Like I want to show people that life is fucking hard. I don't care what anyone says, it's hard. And the more we're authentic and showing the ups and downs, it just, people, you can relate to people better. And at that time, do you remember the the people that sort of reached out to you, what they were sort of saying and what they, how they were responding to you actually just being real and, and you know, and, and crying and breaking down and being like, fuck yeah, life is actually hard. very mixed reviews <laughs> as always people some people were like um you know I'm really here for you I want to support you like do you need help and that made me feel all of a sudden just pure love but then there was also those people who were like um you know like it's not really normal like mentally like are you okay like you're preaching all this stuff and then you're like breaking down and I'm like I feel like that's a journey of life. Don't tell me you haven't broke down this last month. Like it was during COVID. Like I was starting a business. My retreat company had pretty much gone to a stop. Um, and I think that's just the reality of life. We've all gone through this thing together and how beautiful to show up and be, you know, show each other that this is something we've gone through as a united. And I feel like it's kind of cool to be like, fuck, we've gone through this shit together. Like let's celebrate that the highs and the lows. Yeah, it's actually a frequent conversation I've had lately with people, you know, who are who are struggling. And what I reminded them was exactly what you've said is that you're not in this alone. It's not even you're in this with friends or family. You're in this in the with the entire world here. So it's okay to reach out. You can literally reach out to billions of people who are going through the exact same thing that you are. So don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, sometimes that you know we need help in in our lives, and it's okay to reach out and go. You know what? I am struggling. You know, I actually do need some guidance here and advice. I can't do this alone. Yeah, and I think that was the best thing that I ever did was, um, oh my God, can you record this actually on Zoom? I just realized you're not recording it. I can. Did a little record? Yeah, amazing. I, I realized the best thing that I ever did was push my ego aside and ask for help. And I think that's the hardest thing because when you're in such a low um, it's reaching out to the, that person and being vulnerable is, I think, the purest part of being authentic. Where do you think, especially now in today's age, Instagram, uh, Facebook, social media in general, seems like almost like a success highlight reel. People only put the wins out there. Where do you think people need to sort of rethink and re-sort re of, um, I guess look on their lives and go, why aren't I sharing everything? You know, if I want to be authentic, why do you think people aren't sharing everything? Is it because of judgment? Is it because they don't want to be seen as, as weak? Like, where do you think that is? I think both of what the things you just said. I think it's, um, I think it's society. I think it's the world that we currently live in. Um, I feel like we live in like a bit of true dimensions. Like we have this really, cool side of us and then we have this like 
really judgmental side of us. And I think as women, <laughs> our inner critic is so harsh on us that sometimes it's not even society. It's what we say to ourselves. It's just so brutal that, of course, we're not going to be honest with ourselves because we judge ourselves harder than someone else does. And our self-talk and our inner dialogue is rude. It's not nice. We're not nice to ourselves. So I think that's the first part is like shifting from, which is what I do in my coaching program with my women. We're shifting from that inner critic into that inner creator because first of all, you have to be aware of it and then it's coming from you. Um, and it's just about rewiring that. And there's so many like amazing techniques that, that are out there, but um, it is consistency that does do that. So with that sort of negative self-talk, that negative inner monologue, are there a couple of things that you can share where people can change that or even how to actually be aware that you have potentially a negative mindset? Because I assume a lot of people, especially the people that I, that I train as well as clients, don't realize they have this negative dialogue and that's why they're not able to get to the outcome that they want. Mm, I think it's like slowing down and like coming back to your breath. So meditation, I'm not one to be preach it, but I think it is such a powerful tool. Um, I meditate during like walks and stuff like that and kind of coming into my own thoughts and like how I'm feeling, how I'm talking to myself. Um, and I think another thing that helps, especially with people who um, are high achievers, is writing things down. It's like, okay, and like maybe naming your inner critic something else so it's coming out of yourself. So it's not like you're kind of bringing yourself down. You can name it like Sally or Sue's like, what is Sue saying to me today? Let me write it down and then shifting it. It's like, okay, well, let's like put it into a powerful I am statement. How can I um, reinforce positivity, you know, into my life? And I think that's the, the first step is just becoming aware of your inner dialogue. Hmm. Going back to the, I guess, the authenticity, when you're looking at creating whether that's a product, a service, a piece of content, I feel that a lot of people get lost in this sort of disconnect of perfection and they're, you know, deem themselves to be perfectionists and that can have a detrimental effect because the content or the product or the service never actually gets put out there because people are waiting for the yeah. right time. How do you think about that? Do you, do, do you agree with, okay, wait until it's perfect? Are you more of a, let's make it good enough so we know it's going to bring value and then let's put it out there and adapt along the way? What are your thoughts on that? I actually love this question because I feel like I talk about this a lot um, with my girls in my coaching program. And I don't know about men, but it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's that type of person who is a perfectionism. That's not me. I'm all about progression. Like I wouldn't have started a company. I wouldn't be here at where I am now if I didn't just let go of the control aspect. I was such a control freak at the start and I realized people didn't want to work with me because nothing would end up, you know, I, my high expectations kind of let myself down. So being, I feel like anyone who listens to podcasts are ultimately high achievers. It's, it's one of those things you just have to be like, I'm going to choose progression over perfection every time because otherwise it's like, you're not growing. You're just becoming stuck. Um, and yeah, like I wouldn't have done this e-commerce business that I've just set up in the last four months. Um, 
it's not perfect. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's all I'm still learning till de- till probably for the next twenty years. There's gonna I'm still gonna be learning um, until the day I die, realistically. Uh, and you know what? It's it's about that's the best thing in life is making mistakes. And I I don't think I would be where I am now if I didn't make all the mistakes I made in business, self development, relationships, everything. Yeah, I think there's a really cool thing about failing fast. The, the faster you fail, the faster you're going to learn as well. So just be really open to it and go, you know what? I'm, I, I hope for the next 10 years I fail because I'm going to get to where I want to yeah. be much, much faster. Yeah, exactly. So with people that are potentially struggling, that have that perfection mindset, what would you say to those people? What advice can you give to them to know that it's okay to not be completely perfect? out of your head and into your body and I think that starts with setting goals and deadlines and and even if it's not fully perfect just being like okay I said to myself I was going to launch this at this day and sticking to your word I think that's the the probably the best tip I could say um because then you're in a dialogue you're going to beat yourself up boy are you going to beat yourself up because you did not stick like who are you if you don't have your word especially to yourself and I think going back to the other question around um you know the inner critic I think that's how you can build trust with yourself never actually thought of it this way but Cohen Ray have you heard of him Mm -hmm. he is so he's actually doing his Nissi program right now and um legend guy I did his program and it's insane the amount of knowledge and he the one thing he got us to write on a piece of paper um my word is my something my word is oh no my word is my world or something and he made us take a photo and like really just say I'm gonna do this for me no one else but for me and once I did that I was like fuck man like amount of times I haven't stuck to my word it makes you feel like shit yeah, you saw almost feel like you're being unauthentic or on sort of yourself, not really your your true self when you don't stick to your own word. You're like, hold on a second. I thought of this. This came out of my mouth. It's something that I clearly believe in. And then I've just gone, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm, mm. That comes in fitness. That comes with everything. It's just your fucking word. Mm, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. From a... From studying NLP and being a practitioner, what are, what are a couple of the biggest lessons that you've learned from it? Like you yourself, what did you take away? Mm. So growing up, my mom, she was like, I love her to bits, but she had a little bit of an alcohol problem. So I took it upon myself to try and fix her. That was like my life mission as a child. I was like, and then I got to the age of 14 and I ended up running away. So I was like, I can't. Like, she wasn't changing. Um, And growing up, I was, like, a kid, and I was, like, the best thing I could do was give her my 12-year-old words of wisdom, which back then, you know what, I was such a mature child because I grew up around adults. I was an only child. Um, And, fuck, I had good words of wisdom, and I was like, why aren't you listening to me, woman? Like, you know, your life is not going the way you want it to go. Like, let's change it. Um, and I believed in my mom so much. And I think that was the hardest thing for me is like, I just, I had to keep up on her because ultimately it wasn't helping my life. And I think as women, we want to fix. And even as men, like we want to fix things. We want, if you've got a problem, let me solve it. 
But sometimes, like, that's not what people want. And I think that was the biggest lesson I learned was with NLP, and this is why it's really different from the traditional psychology, and this is what I love about the most, I'm not going to say you come to me with a problem. I'm not going to go, oh, well, I'm going to have A, B, C remedy for you, um, and you go off and do that. Are you going to do that? No. If someone says to you, oh, you've got a flu, like, let me give you a remedy, like probably even with COVID, you know? We're not taking other people's advice because it doesn't come from our model of the world. And that's one of the NLP presuppositions, which is like their quotes. Um, you have to respect people's model of the world because we each have had such a unique life and that's what makes us, you know, who we are today. And my version of success, progression, whatever, will be different to yours. And that's okay. And I think it's realizing that um, just stripping away our ego and just being like, okay, we're all different. Like, we're all going to want different things in life. And still to this day, I have to remind myself every day. You know, it's not my life, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. It's super interesting. And it brings me on to, to the next question is that with, with NLP and taking that control of your life, is there a couple of things that you can sort of partake with your knowledge to, to other females that might be going through a difficult time that might be feeling like they don't have any control over their lives or the outcome of their lives? I mean, I think that was the biggest lesson I learned from me was you're not going to have control over your life. Like you can have control over your life, but at the end of the day, I kind of, I'm like believing the universe. Like you can try and control your life as much as you want. But if you start aligning yourself with your values, really going into your passion, that was when my life shifted. It wasn't trying to be in a state of control. It was being like, okay, what direction do I want to go in? Controlling my direction, but then letting like, you know, letting my hard work, my mindset take the wheel. Because at the end of the day, I was really in my masculine and that's what we do in masculine. You want to control everything. It wasn't working out for me. So I was like, I've got to shift this. And I still I'm shifting it, but I've just realized once I aligned myself with what I was doing and I really believed in what I was doing, everything fell into place. How have you sort of cultivated that mindset for success? How have you gone about got growing up from this from this girl who ran away from home when she's younger to creating that mindset of, of success and wanting to do more, wanting to be more? sounds a bit cheesy but I, I just I knew what I want I've always known what I wanted and I feel like as um as if you're a woman out there and you don't know what you want take time out and I think that's the hardest thing that what what my program does for women it's called girl breakthrough of bs and it's breaking through we call your belief system your best story or your bullshit like let's be honest we all have bullshit it's just breaking through it and I think that also comes with taking time out for you and coming online and like listening to, cause we're, we're on this like little like rat race and it's just this never ending cycle. And we're not even like taking a breath and just like slowing down. Yeah. It's, it's crazy in it how we are sort of so disconnected with ourselves where constantly it's like, what's next, what's next, what's next. And we always, we're sort of constantly just chasing something rather than just taking it back and be like, well, what, what do I actually need? What do I feel I want from, from my own life without anybody else's opinion or influence? What do I need for myself? Yeah, I feel like I've actually had a shift in myself the last few days. Um, 
I let myself go out on the weekend and be social and being such a highly driven person, I sometimes forget to let myself live a little bit more than I should because I lived so much at a young age. I was like, you know, I've done my living, you know, but really we haven't. And um, it made me realize though that this is just a journey of never ending cycles. And I think being an entrepreneur is like the hardest and loneliest thing. It's like even like owning a personal training business or being an actor or whatever you do, um, even you can be around so many people, but your connection level doesn't feel fulfilled. So you can be around all these people, but if you don't value the same things, you're not actually going to be like fully connected to those people. And only in the last few weeks, really, for me, I've just like during these women in this coaching program, we're having these conversations that we just don't normally have. And it's like holding that space for people and letting them dive into this deeper level, I just feel so much more fulfilled as a human being than I ever have before around people that I loved, but we just weren't on the same journey. So as a high achiever, what's been the most challenging thing for you during COVID? Like you said, it was great for you from a business perspective, but what's been the hardest thing for you? It's probably the lonely piece. I've always, I've like, I've just only now fully accepted who I am and I feel like before that I was kind of pushing my own self away and I was just I would never feel fulfilled but now just becoming surrounding myself with the right people having mentors reaching out always wanting to you know learn more and if something comes up for me if I feel an ego piece coming up I want to go work on it and I think that's Thanks to my NLP coach, he's always, if he has something come up in a relationship, he goes and gets a specialist and he'll go work through that. If it's Reiki, if it's, you know, plant-based medicine. Um, And so being surrounded by these people where it's this never-ending cycle of just self-development, I just now feel not alone. But I think I, I, even like during COVID, that was probably the hardest part was like sometimes just being like, oh, is this worth it? Like, is putting all of this energy into it worth it. Cause I, I often as a human have this thing. I'm like, what is this all for? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, and I sometimes catch myself, you know, working like fucking 12 hours a day on my computer and I'm like, hold on. And you know what I mean? I have to like recheck myself, realign myself, you know? Yeah. I'm interested in that actually. What is the, what does that dialogue look like for you? So when you ask that question of like, why am I doing this? You know, why am I working the 12, 14 plus hours a day? How do you get yourself to just stop, take a minute and sort of reflect on your own life? How do you do that? I normally just let my emotions out. I feel like previously, if I didn't leave, like let my emotions out, I've become quite aggressive and I'd take it out of my training. I was a big boxer. Um, But now I just, I kind of like, will cry. I'll just cry. And you know what? I probably cry once a month minimum um, because it is so hard. And like, I'm slowly learning to like enjoy my life more after just diving into this project. And I think you get so obsessed with things as a high achiever and you forget that like there's more to life than this journey. And you know what? It's like, I'm so grateful though, because four months of like, really fucking hard work 
And now I can be like at this stage now, it's like, okay, like now I can like, you know, like once you get your systems, you know, your operations, your vision in line, your messaging's clear, then you can start to relax a bit. And I think that's what, you know, we do forget. It's like, you got to have that balance. And I think it's the hardest thing is just finding it and finding your groove. How do you find that balance? Like what is, what is balance for you? Because like obviously it was very to different. To be honest, like I think balance for me is embracing whatever my season of life is. So there might be a season where it's really dark and I'm I'm going through something and I'm healing. I might be healing a past relationship. I might be, you know, going through something through my childhood, or I might be just struggling in business and accepting that that's the time I'm going through. Or I might be going through summer and it's like everything's going good, like. The, the sun is out, you know, and I think it's just embracing what season I, I'm at and exactly what we said at the start, like just being authentic with, you know, it's going to be those ups and downs. There's going to be low lows and high highs. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's just embracing where I'm at. And, you know, I think that the hardest thing for me is to realize that, you know, you might want this goal, but it's just enjoying the process of it. When whatever that looks like. Do you ever get lost? Um, I know myself, I, I do often is that it's, you're so focused on the outcome that you can often forget to enjoy it and be like, why am I actually, I'm not doing it for the outcome. I mean, well, yes, you are, but I'm doing it to grow and learn along the way. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually, I, I, I had this like light bulb moment last night where I have been an entrepreneur most of my life, um, even when I was young, like I, I dropped out of high school and I went to TAFE and I studied fashion. And on the side of that, I had my own label and I was making like, you know, chokers and swimwear and stuff. And this was at 16. So I was like, I was a hustler from a young age. Like I just loved the hustle. Whatever I could do to, you know, push myself, I, I would. Um, and now I'm kind of like realizing, I'm like, oh, I've done a lot of, pro- I've spent a lot of money on self-development. And I feel like there's only so much money you can spend on self-development until you go and like kind of put it into practice. And that even means like with everything that I learned from Kerwin Ray, he goes through like the five pillars of business. And now I'm like, oh, maybe I want to go work for someone else. Like I've set up Activate You. I've set it up as a company. I'm really close to like, having most of my systems in place that I have VAs. So I have people in Malaysia that work for me that if I was to go work for someone else, I would be able to see their back end of their business. And ultimately I actually do. I actually miss working with people because I do zoom like, like we're doing now. Like I do zoom, you know, so many times a day. And I feel like there's only so much connection you can get out of zoom. Like, you know, so I'm actually going to go, okay, I'm going to go put my ego aside and go work for someone else. Maybe, um, because I actually just, I just, I feel like, you know, there's only so much I can learn from the people that I hire are amazing and I've got an amazing operations manager, but I want to see the back end of someone else's business in the e-commerce world at least. Yeah. That's interesting. I love, I love that the, you have this humbleness of going, okay, you know what, as much success as I've achieved, I still know there's more and I want that more. Yeah. Well, the way I think about it, all the podcasts I listen to with like successful CEOs and there's like this one podcast I listen to and this guy, he um, has this thing and it's like the SE, the CEO um, 
legacy. And I was like, I would love to have like a legacy, but I feel like I have not worked for these high companies um, to have that knowledge of how their systems run to ultimately improve mine. Mm. You know, I want to grow, grow and learn. I want to be around a team. and I really want to get a team culture that, I, you know, I want my business to have. Um, and to be honest, like I feel like having a company, the growth, it takes such a long time. Like my success now it's still a, a startup phase you know it's not it's not it's not about the money it's about the consistency and I'm like if I can do that and go work for someone else and like grow there and then come back and implement that like fuck that's that's kind of cool and you know what if I wouldn't have been hanging around the people that I've been hanging around I wouldn't have realized that because I'm like you do have to become a child always like you always have to be learning and I feel like when you people say, just like, I've heard a few people say, oh, I've done the work. I'm like, what, so the work's done? Like, you're just perfect now? It's like, no. Fuck off. It's never ending. <laughs> I want to meet that person. But like, if you've got everything sorted, I need to know what you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, download me now. <laughs> is there a company that you would love to work for? Some, some company, you know, is like, you know what? that person has created or that company has created such an incredible culture i would love to be part of that there's three that come to mind um his name's aubrey marcus have you heard of i him? know yeah on it yeah i do know yes so me and my coach have this ongoing joke he's probably gonna kill me for saying this but we're all like, who's going to marry Aubrey first? Aubrey just got married. And for yeah. people who don't know Aubrey, he's like the self-development guru. Like you need to go watch his podcast, Aubrey Marcus. Um, and on it is kind of similar to what I'm doing with Activate You. We don't have supplements and stuff like that, but my brand has like equipment and um, we do retreats. Um, and his culture, I just feel like is a family and they're so much more than a business. They're just like, they have this tribe of just, authenticity vulnerability and i don't know i just think that what they do is fucking amazing and i would i want to go over to the states and like go to texas and just hang out with them because i just think they're the coolest people I... um and then the next one would be cohen ray i think what he's done from a leadership standpoint with his team and how his systems operate is really cool like how he runs his business is so unique um and the last one, I don't know. I, I, I would like to go to the opposite of that, like go into a real corporate and like that doesn't have any culture just to experience the difference, you know, the energy and like see what it's like just because for fun, like who wouldn't? Are you a, uh, a routine oriented person? Am I a team oriented person? Or root Routine. What does that mean? Like, like morning routines, night routines. Oh, daily. routine. Sorry, I thought you said team. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I say I have a routine, but it kind of depends, like what I said before, like what what I'm what to me in my life at that time. Like right now, I'm doing a live challenge on Activate You. So my routine is a little bit different. Like I'll work before my challenge and then I jump on live Instagram 
Um, and that's my routine right now. So it just kind of depends. Like I believe so much in rituals, but my rituals do change depending on what my focus is, you know? Is there a general outline of that ritual that you have? Like, you know, a daily thing of like, here's what I need to do to, to feel successful. Like, you know, whether I need to eat clean or hit my macros or calories, I need to work out, I need to do some meditation walking. You know, is there a particular outline or is it more of a, you know, day to day completely changes? Mm, I feel like it changes weekly. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I have different goals weekly and that'll kind of align. But I definitely always train. Like I definitely don't go, a, I don't really go a day without training, that's for sure. Hydration. Um, I have this little book actually, it's called The Routine and it asks me these questions. It just prompts me like what I'm grateful for. Um, you know, what are my goals? Is it aligning to my big goal? Um, so this little book I love because it's like prompting me to everything that I want to do in my routine. Um, but being an entrepreneur, I sometimes have this excuse that, you know, I don't have time for that. I do feel a lot better when I do that, but I also don't beat myself up when, you know, I have a deadline or I really want to, I get really focused because that's who I am and I'm so proud of who I am. And, you know, if my routine drops, that's okay too. Who would you say is your biggest inspiration so far in life? And what did you learn from that person or persons? big question um who is my biggest inspiration I'm not sure if it's one person it's probably a collective of people but I I think I I've picked it up from most of my mentors who have like guided me to where I'm today they're predominantly male actually so um what was the biggest thing I've picked up from them hmm I think it was just the support like how they support me is what I want to pass down. I think that's like my mentor can be my personal trainer, my mom, you know, anyone who gives me a sense of inspiration or aspiration. And I think one of my mentors his name's Ricky Mendez and he's in he lives in America and he's an amazing motivational speaker. And I love what he does. He literally has children come up on some of his stages and speak with him. And he goes, the best mentor I ever have will this be this child. And she's just like this, like she, he's so humble that he literally takes gratitude and information from, you know, young people that I just think like, that's where you want to be at. It's like, you're at this stage that, it's not looking always up, it's looking like around and like who is around me at that time. And it can be your mentor, can be a 12-year-old human because sometimes they have so much naivety that their words of wisdom is like what we need at that time. So I don't think it has to be these huge names. It can kind of be anyone. And I think that's just coming back to gratitude and awareness really of who's around us. What about the lessons that you've learned from building your own business or brand? Is there a couple of ones that you feel have had, I guess, the biggest impact on you? Um, yes, definitely asking for help and asking not only for help from, you know, people who's, you know, successful, but also asking the, your clients or whoever your target market is, what do they want? 
because you can assume until the cows come home but if you're not asking them like hey what are your three biggest challenges that's what I did when I started my women's coaching program I ran around and I annoyed all of like my 40 girlfriends that I had on Instagram I sent them all this message and a lot of them responded and the three things that women were most struggling with at that time was motivation loneliness and um anxiety and motivation and um I was like okay this is what I need to build my program around this is what most women are struggling with around the age bracket that I was targeting um and yeah that's what my one of my coaches said to me like ask them like don't assume go ask them I was like wow you're right <laughs> like it's so simple it's like well, what am I what product or service am I trying to create well go and ask people and <laughs> they'll tell you in terms of self-development self-education is there a particular book um that you've read that's had the biggest profoundly positive impact on your life i really love this book radical acceptance by tara blanche um i think like everyone should read it i don't care who you are like it's just stripping away that, that bs and accepting you for who you are the, the good and the bad and i think that just really helps me come into alignment of like my authenticity and yeah helped me a lot another one um i feel like most people know about the power of now that was the first book i ever read and i just feel like my mom actually cried to me on the phone just before and she's rereading that book um, and I feel like wherever you feel lost is just coming back to the power of the now. Like, and I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's so basic, but it's so sometimes what you just need to hear. No, I love those books. The, um, well, both those books actually have been recommended various times on this on this show. So people who are listening, if you haven't already, definitely, definitely go check them out. Um, yeah. Is there a particular value or code that you live by at the moment, something that is basically, I guess, driving you to continue to keep working, working hard, and, and to that level of success that you want? I feel like for me, it's always, well, not always, but it's, it's right now, it's about how can I help people and how can I bring people as much value as possible? So... I feel like as long as I'm implementing that, I'm progressing. And if I can, you know, help one soul, that's like means more to me than, you know, any financial success. No, brilliant. I love that. And as we are sort of bringing this to a close, obviously being super respectful of your time, is there two to three big sort of takeaway points that people can implement in their lives today to improve it? reaching out when you need that's the first thing that I just I cannot bring away highly like if you need help like reach out to anyone and even if you're not even needing anything from them just showing them like gratitude I feel like um this year I've started to do that so much more using social media as like a helpful tool and showing people like you know congratulating them because you know sometimes you know you can just make put a smile on someone's stranger and that can make their day forever um another takeaway is just love yourself for who you are unconditionally 
without these, like, you know, the inner critic, like, just let go of that. And I know that's really hard, easier said than done, but try implementing some of those things we said. Read that book, Radical Acceptance, because I feel like the only part you're going to be truly happy is when we, like, accept ourselves wholly. I feel like that's it for me, my words of wisdom. (laughs) Knowledge bombs being dropped. And uh, lastly, Ella, what are you working on? What's the rest of this year having store for you? Anything exciting projects coming up that you can share with us or something that we need to look out for? Yes, I'm actually, I'm, I'm starting my second um, seven-week program. So I'm releasing like um, my spots for that. So I only have eight spots available. It's a very small um, group coaching program and then we do one-on-ones. Um, and then the other thing which I'm super excited about is around helping personal trainers, anyone in the fitness, physio, health industry, create their second lot of income. So I have a brand that has like fitness equipment and I wanna help brand other people's product and kind of be that middleman, but also supporting them in the things that I really struggled with, which was systems, operations, understanding that business side. And I now have this amazing team of humans that they've helped me set that up. So it's a well-oiled machine. And I just, I actually do not want people to go through the same meltdowns that I went through because if you do something foundationally correct from the start, your life just becomes a whole lot easier. Um, so yeah, that was like, that's my next kind of project. Cause I feel like a lot of, you know, personal trainers and stuff like that. My mom was a PT and, um, I, I just know that if you do not set yourself up in, you know, even if you're not financially driven, you can help more people because, you know, you're bringing in an extra source of income where you don't actually physically have to be there. I feel like that's really important. Like, bloody, what's his name? Warren Buffett, if you can't make money or sleep, you'll work to the day you die. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, love Warren. He's such a cool guy. Such a cool guy. And, and where can people find you? Where can people learn more about what you're doing and check out the next seven weeks? program that's about to be launched yeah just on my instagram so ella maloney cook m-o-l-o-n-y-c-o-o-k um and then i have activate you so it's just the activate you um and that's my business so i spend a lot of time on there as well um yeah i feel like i just mainly spend most of my time on instagram And that will be linked in the show notes below, guys, so you can all go check that out. Ella, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. It's a wrap.